Greetings, folks. Today, we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 23rd Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the oh-so-many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting, how one acquires their legal status, and so much more. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is truly an involved process. More and more individuals and families are thinking about it now, and they're actually starting the process. Many people are moving to Costa Rica this year in 2021. There seems to be so much stress and a true need for change in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis, that land of tranquility, just an easy laid back lifestyle and a strong desire for those who want a more sane and peaceful life. Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many, many years. He's an expert, a professional, and a true perfectionist when it comes to his business. And I'm really happy to have him here with us for a while. We're recording a series of Q&A type episodes, and each episode will address and, and answer a few questions regarding the residency process, what you can expect when living in Costa Rica, and so many other topics that's going to cover just about every question and concern you have about the daily life here in Costa Rica. You're going to learn about how to begin the process, how the entire procedure works, the time frames involved, and so much more. And just as important, you're going to meet a new friend in Kevin who is going to have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients actually told me that it's like hiring someone to build a new house for you. Kevin and his entire team, they roll up their sleeves and they don't waste any time in taking the task at hand, which means he's getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica for the rest of your lives. Kevin, I say welcome to you for our 23rd time. We appreciate your spending a few minutes with us explaining what you know about Costa Rica and what we need to know about this country. Well, thank you, Skip. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and uh, answer some of your questions, your, your vast array of contacts out there coming with you to you or for more questions for more answers and I'm only too happy to throw in my two cents worth. Well that's great Kevin we appreciate your time. In our first 22 episodes we talked about a lot of things and uh, we specifically talked about the residency process and since then we've been receiving so many different questions via email and these questions are on every topic imaginable not so much for the residency process, but just about life in Costa Rica. So this first question that I'm going to ask you is uh, from Shirley. She's from the San Isidro area. And she asked, uh, what's the difference between the San Jose Airport, which is the Juan Santa Maria International Airport, and what was called the Liberia International Airport? Uh, do you suggest flying into San Jose or Liberia? What's the difference? Well, the, the difference would be what is your destination? It's, it's, it's really geographically 
dictated as to which would be best for yourself. Northern Wanakasti has with the airport, the Wanakasti Airport, previously called the Liberia Airport. And that would be your number one choice if you plan on staying in that area. If you are planning to tour the country or as much of the country as you can possibly see in a week or month or six months or whatever, you may want to consider San Jose as the central departure point for your internal driving or traveling here in Costa Rica. Down south, eventually, they're going to be building the third international airport, but that is yet to be seen. So it really depends on where is your destination. And if you don't have a destination, what really appeals to you, beaches or jungle or concrete or uh, the beaches to the south? Wanakasti gets very dry in the summer, the dry season, obviously, and it's very, it's ideal country up there, which is fantastic, but it's different from the south, which is more green because it gets a more continuous source of rain, not to the point where you drive your bonkers living there, but it is more, uh, more lush. So that's just, just a personal call, really, what you want to accomplish. And then I heard that Liberia actually uh, changed the name of the airport. Why did they do that? <laughs> yes, I, I was I was going to mention that, but I thought no negatives in today's uh, comments or keep them to as few as possible. Europeans were booking flights to Liberia, thinking they were going to end up in Wanakosti, and they were ending up in a country called Liberia, and they found them the people from Liberia were not near as hospitable, friendly, or were much more heavily armed than the people here in Costa Rica. It was a simple error that airlines made. Liberia must be only one Liberia, so send them off. If they're foolish enough to want to go there, we'll send them. So that's really why the airport name here was changed to Wanagasti International Airport. And I'm sure when they landed, instead of seeing sloths and toucans, they saw camels and hyenas, huh? Whatever. I have never been there, and I don't plan on going to Liberia, non, only to Wanakosti Airport. Well, I think that's a great idea, and I'm glad they did it. Kevin, this next question, I thought it was a, a silly question at first, but then I did some research, and it's not such a silly question at all. Do I need a guide to tour Costa Rica? Oh, no, not, not really. It really depends, again, on your objective of seeing the country. Are you uh, looking for a place to buy or possibly buy in the future? Then a real estate tour would be recommendable. If you are a bird watcher, for example, that people don't realize that the number one reason for people visiting Costa Rica, believe it or not, is bird watching. The abundance of, of birds in this country make a, it's, it's amazing. So again, that they know where the the tour guys with these tour companies know where the birds are. If you want to just fly by the seat of your pants, hey, 
jump on the bus, excellent bus system throughout the country. Uh, takes one, two, three, four members of your family. Preferably take all the members of the family that are down with you and see the country via bus, you won't regret it. But the ideal way is rent a car and head north, south, east, or west. You'll be amazed what you'll see in any direction from any point of departure. It's it's a it's an experience that people will talk about for the rest of their lives or be so impressed that they'll end up coming back again and again and eventually moving here. Certainly, again, just a matter of preference that you can say about just about every question that I've asked you. Uh, Kevin, yes, I, no, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, how does one get from place to place in Costa Rica? Should uh, should somebody rent a car or should they consider taking public transportation? If they do rent a car, uh, I would personally suggest a four-wheel drive. What do you think about that? Yes, don't don't close off or shut off the options. If you have a, a standard vehicle, two-wheel drive, and you're driving from point A to B, and all of a sudden you see something that's very attractive, very interesting, and a must-see in your mind or your partner's minds or the children's minds, and you're hampered by the fact that you don't have a four-wheel drive, it, it is disappointing for everybody. So for the additional cost, I would recommend by for sure a four-by-four. If you're quasi-business, quasi-look uh, around, kick the tires, see what is available, and you're only interested in major centers. The roads to the major centers are in good condition. The roads in the major uh, uh, destinations are in good shape. So yes, that would be an option for two-wheel drive. But overall, and you can tell by the number of vehicles being offered by different companies here, four by four, far out number the rest of the uh, vehicles available. From personal experience, I know that some of the best views that are available to the, the tourist is the view that needs a four-wheel drive to get there. So I concur with that. Kevin, let's talk about the roads. Are they in pretty good condition? Yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely compared to what they were 30 years ago, 30 years plus where uh, in those days when you're getting to a point well, I'll give you an example. Uh, here to Hockwell now is about an hour and a half, under two-hour drive. 30-plus years ago, it was an eight-hour drive, but definitely was when you got there, you wouldn't be able to return because the roads are so rough and you're so shook up that you would have a couple beer or a couple pina coladas or whatever your drink of preference, and you wouldn't be able to drive back. Now, the roads have improved. I mean, so is the, unfortunately, so is the taxation such because that's how we pay for the roads. But the the roads have been no nobody's ever happy with the roads. I mean, if you find a uh, a road that's got a broken sign beside it, oh, it's a damn road, or a rock on it because a, a rock fell off a vehicle in front of you. It it is what it is, and we have a very good road system here. A road planning and road expansion programs here in Costa Rica. But can it be better? Certainly. And the further away you get from population, obviously less traffic, which means less pristine condition. But overall, 
with a four by four, there are very few places that you couldn't go. And with a two wheel drive, uh, it's, it's just common sense. If it looks like it's too steep of incline or it looks like the river is flowing too strongly and you want to get to that point B, use your head, use your, use your intelligence. But it's, it's not a factor. It's, it's, it's called put it in reverse and, and retreat for 100 meters and go a different road. I think we all remember taking that back road to Hako Beach. <laughs> it was, it was definitely a challenge, and now it's so much easier. Kevin, I know that you don't like to recommend uh, specific companies, but this is a question that somebody asked: um, What car companies are best? Uh, what car companies for rentals are available? Do they have a lot of the, the budget and the. Uh, the, the main car rental companies available here in Costa Rica for everybody? Yes, they have all the national brands that would be basically available in North America or typical cities in Europe and such. That's not a problem. But my suggestion is take the responsibility of, of doing your homework to a degree of checking with online or, or Google car rentals or four by four rentals or Range Rover rentals or Toyota rentals on and on uh, here in Costa Rica uh, from San Jose airport or Liberia airport or don't specify where. And you'll be uh, amazed with the, with the abundance of car rental units that are available. Any, basically any size and any price structure, starting at expensive to very expensive. Kevin, how about some of the uh, online map services like Waze and Google Maps? Are they available in Costa Rica as well? Oh, yes. They are alive and well. We only hear the reports where they say that system led me into a dead-end road, which ended at a beach, and we were sort of disappointed until we walked on the beach and it became one of the best days of our, our trip to Costa Rica. So we get a lot of comments about that, but, you know, ways, for example, I'm just using that example, I'm not recommending them, but they're, they're, they all are very good. They're, you know, they got kinks just like you can get lost in New York city. If you, if you are not paying attention or, or they give you wrong information, but, Yes, highly recommend it. And the road and, and most sorry. of the companies supply it. Sorry, most of the companies uh, offer it as an option. Sure. And the roads really aren't uh, clearly marked in Costa Rica. I know a lot of people who come here for the first time that concerns them, but uh, we all seem to find our way around, don't we? Well, you know, when I get, it's something sort of subjective. How many? times do you have to say highway 27 you know another 10 miles or 10 kilometers highway 27 and such there's not a lot of tertiary roads because on the main roads there are either toll booths or well advanced or well represented turn off turn uh, to Haku six kilometers turn to Haku four kilometers you catch the idea that they, they know the routes that the, the 
for the visitor would be on and they know that the locals don't need the sign. So it's a, uh, it's, once you know the system, it's quite easy. Now, if you're just here as a visitor, yeah, you may get lost for 15 minutes when you take a wrong turn, but it's 15 minutes to get back on the main road again. So it's not a, it may be a inconvenience, but it's not a disaster. And I found if you do get lost, uh, even if you can't speak Spanish, people are friendly and uh, uh, they're going to point you in the right direction. Exactly, Skip. It's it's that's it, that's very interesting to say that. Remember, you're in a different culture here, and time is not the same. I don't want to say importance, but it's not have the same emphasis as it does in your home country or your home city or home state. It is a more Pura Vida, there's a more relax. Look, look, so you're, you're stopping, you're, you're lost for 15 minutes. You track back and you're back on track. Turn left through this, or they'll give you this shortcut. Or, or if you have a car that's not totally filled, they say, oh, here, I'll show you where, and they'll get in and, and take you to where you want to get. It's, it's, it's an amazing, different attitude, atmosphere uh, than you're. Most people are used to in your home country. Excuse me, home country. And I found that uh, really getting lost is not in the vocabulary of the Pura Vida lifestyle because getting lost to me is just taking another route and perhaps doing something different than you were going to do in the first place. Well, that's one of the, you say that because you like Costa Rica. And I, you know, I'm not saying that because I fully agree with you. If you are here because some member of your family insisted on you being here, or you have a pressing business degree or a job or something coming down in your home country, or you, for whatever reason that you really didn't want to be here, your attitude would be totally different. But it's the right attitude, the pure vita attitude, is alive and well and growing here in Costa Rica. More people, I think, are attracted to that very facet or aspect of life in Costa Rica. Different priorities. I don't care if you're late for supper by 15 minutes. You get the chance to sit and talk to a Costa Rican who doesn't speak English and you don't speak Spanish and you get along quite well. So it's a, it's a living experience. And haven't you found and don't you agree that after the 30 some years that you and your wife have been here that uh, that it, it's not only good for your health, but it takes a lot of stress out of the day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, we that, that's a fact. I mean, 20 minutes or the opposite. I think the blood pressure goes down <laughs> remarkably. But, you know, the. Honestly, a three-day weekend, a two-day weekend at the beach is like uh, a two-week holiday in your busy schedule in your country. Or well, even, sitting, say, in your, or even sorry. sitting in sorry, or even sitting in your own backyard. Like here, we we were actually talking to one of our neighbors, and she said, "Oh, look at that!" And there was a beautiful toucan tree in a tree, no longer, no further than. 30, 25 meters from us. And they were looking at us, and we we're looking at it. And it was like, uh, you know, like 
my God, that's what Bill wants to see. And then the conversation goes on. It's, it's that's very relaxing. Very relaxing. Certainly is. I think you can put on a, a few good years of your life just by being in Costa Rica as opposed to New York City. Kevin, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and we've uh, we've laid a lot of ground here, and we've answered a lot of questions. And folks, we posted Kevin's contact information and his website address on the program notes associated with this specific episode. And we urge you to follow up with him through his contact us page of his website if you have any questions about Costa Rica or just as important questions about obtaining your uh, legal status here in Costa Rica. Uh, by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 22 conversations with Kevin regarding residency and everything there is to know about Costa Rica. I've posted all of the links at the bottom of his homepage at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. And if you like what you heard today, uh, please share our QA session link with your friends and your family. And finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to cover, let us know. Uh, send your request to my email address at Costa Rica goodnews at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica goodnews at gmail.com. Thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and everything you know about the life you want to know about the life here in Costa Rica. Thank you so much, Kevin. You're welcome entirely, big guy, and uh, look forward to our next meeting or whatever you want to call it, seance or whatever you want to call it that we look forward to. Thanks very much, Skip. Have a good day. My pleasure.